The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're three lifelong fans of the show, reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, broken bones, and Bam Margeras. We were watching an episode from December 7th, 2003, which was a very mm-hmm. interesting day. There was a birth. Okay. A very famous birth. A famous birth. Yeah. Princess Katerina Amalia of the Netherlands was born. <laughs> oh, oh shit. No way. Yeah. Princess Princess Caddy. Princess yeah. Caddy. My favorite of all the Love princesses. Her. I well, collected her trading sure? card. Because I, I like when I heard saw the name, I was like, I bet you she's like, you know, like given that, you know, it was 2003, oh, she's now Wait. 19. I could say she was, you know, like whether I could rate her looks. <laughs> what do you think she looks like, guys? I, you might want to take a quick little uh, Google because I bet you it's nothing what you expect. <laughs> I'm just going to say she's like freakishly tall, like seven five or something like she was an anomaly, you know? She's got big. Feet She's still a princess and uh, broad shoulders. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't take. I, I'm, I'm looking her up. Yeah. What she look like? Can you describe her? She I'm, looks like I'm, a chicken McNugget. Give me a, oh my god! <laughs> ooh, delicious! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, god. That, that one got Mikey for sure. That got me. Jay, I think Jay's actually getting hungry based on that description too. Uh yeah, a little bit. I need something. Crispy. Oh my god! Oh my god! Thank you, Chris, for that. That was fantastic. Uh, Mike, you throw a pickup. I, I, I absolutely will. I absolutely will. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll get the most chicken McNugget looking picture I can find. Uh, <laughs> just put some googly eyes on it. You're all set. <laughs> it's just going to yeah. be Grimace. It's just going to be a picture yeah. of Grimace. By the way, is Grimace supposed to be a purple chicken nugget? I always wondered that, too. I, I think there's, you know, that's got to make sense, right? There's a whole entire theory online about what Grimace actually is. <laughs> there's like websites oh, dedicated yeah. to it. Me and Coley got it. My sister got into it really hard for a while. There's like actually a website like whatisgrimace.com. And they have the whole backstories of all the <laughs> McDonald's characters. I love that. When the new Matrix movie came out, they reopened the URL. What is the Matrix? But I think uh, what is Grimace is... <laughs> Oh my god! I just I just looked this up. CNN apparently reported on this, and Grimace is a huge purple taste bud. What? A taste bud? That's disgusting. Yeah, that is. That's somehow worse than a purple chicken uh, McNugget. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, I'm not sure. I love that, and I don't want to look more into this theory, Chris. I yeah, think no, you kind of ruined. Let's leave it. Let's leave it because. I like the vid. I'm. I. I don't want to ruin my head cannon here. To me, he's always going to be taking a bath in a in a, a tub of barbecue sauce, and I don't want that to change. Or sweet and sour, depending on the mood. I don't know. Maybe if he wants to get a little romantic, yeah. you know. Uh, season one, episode seven of Viva La Bam. Yes, we're still on the Viva La Bam train. Two episodes to go. The countdown is on, and we are nearing Jackass forever in theaters, and probably I can only assume digitally as well. So, wow, boys, I'm fucking excited. Not as excited as Ape and Phil are going to be when they find out what BAM has in store for them this time. Given that this episode is titled Ape's Revenge, which sounds like an old arcade game from the 1980s. Um, <laughs> is, isn't out, that, isn't that the story of Donkey Kong? Yeah, I think so. Is it Ape's Revenge? Ape's Revenge, baby. All the way. Why is his name Donkey Kong? Thank you for (laughs) clearing that up. Uh, Now that we're talking about all these weird things, why is his name Donkey Kong? I always assume he's a donkey, but he's clearly not a donkey. No, he's not a donkey. He's actually a brown taste bud. Um, (laughs) Savory, I think, is the... uh, Wow, Jay. What? You normally drop the ball on these, but that was fucking (laughs) really good. I didn't think it was that good. I was kind of just rehashing what you are. So, you know what? Maybe from now on, when you think a joke is really good, lay off Uh it. If you don't think it's good, it's probably going to (laughs) land. Okay. (laughs) Right. Right, right. Thank you. No problem. I'm just here for moral support, you know? I'll pack that one away for later. Uh, Speaking of packing, it's time to pack for Ape and Phil because they're going on a trip. Uh, when, when we get the camera, you know, the, or sorry, the subtitle that says, uh, Ape and Phil's bedroom, the first thing you hear in this episode is, is Rab walking in and going, yeah, 
I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm excited. It's a very too. rab thing. That's yeah. a very rab thing. I just wanted to point that out. No relevance. That's really not going to go anywhere. I don't think we're going to come back to that, but I just wanted to make it known to the listener one more time, just in case you didn't get it the first time. Rab walks into the bedroom and he proceeds to go. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, uh, so why are we packing, guys? Because we're going to leave them on an island for 24 hours, reveals Bam. He's going to leave his parents on an island for 24 hours. Better pack the Rice Krispies, the birthday cake that says happy birthday, Larry and Brian, and the baked beans. <laughs> Whose cake do you figure that is, boys? Any ideas? Any guesses? Larry and Brian's. Larry and Brian's probably, yeah. yeah. But who are yeah. these Larry Or maybe it's Larry O'Brien, the guy that is the, uh, the cha- like who the NBA championship's named after. <laughs> Yeah, they had him they over for birthday cake one day. And that's why they bought yeah. it on budget, because they actually made a mistake. Oh, okay. That could be it. Yeah. That could be it. Have you guys noticed, though, what? or did you notice at the beginning of this episode, it looks like this was filmed four years prior to the last few episodes that we had. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone looks, looks younger, so young in it. Right? Oh, yeah. What is that about? Yeah, that's, that is weird. Now that you mentioned it, I didn't Ooh, really guys, that, I, I got an idea. Yeah. Being that they had to, you know, pack some survival items and being that I'm a huge survivalist, or at least I watch a lot of TV on, I probably couldn't do anything in real yeah. life. I was going to say. We should, ha- we, should, we should do a vote. Pick pick our f- top five. If we had to survive on an island for a week, what are your five items you'd bring and see uh, who has the best items? You know what? Never mind items. You oh. need to pick two jackass characters or, or oh. actors who are going to help you survive. Hmm. Oh, it's oh, easy. Okay. The wild boys. Come on. That's the easiest uh, that's a good solution. I'm going to go Dunn because I have a feeling Dunn's no. actually good at building things. No. Do you know what I mean? Like, you always see him. Look. He has his carpentry stuff out. He's always building up the little shacks. Even in this episode, he kind of fucks up, but I think he could really do it. And I would obviously bring Pawnee as just, you know, in case I get lonely, you know, you need to have the most <laughs> yeah. romantic one around. Fair enough. Mikey? Jay, you're going with the Wild Boys? That's oh, your final yeah. answer? Well, they're the survivalists. They know everything. Okay. You know. Yeah. They should know. They should know. I, Chris, I, I think you're. I think you're wrong about Ryan Dunn. I mean, in fact, they make fun of his carpentry skills. He almost burns down the camp because he can't even put nails in a board ah. in this episode. But you know who I'm bringing, <laughs> and I hope you guys will let it. Tim Glom is 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 pick number one for me. Well, he's not on this guy. He can, he's he can do jack. fucking everything. Okay, so he doesn't count. Okay, you know what? Okay, I would probably say I want Johnny Knoxville there. Because he's uh, he, a he seems like a good fucking hang, and if I'm going to be stuck somewhere, I'd like to be stuck with him. Uh, and b he's willing to just do whatever the fuck. So say we have like a coconut hanging over an alligator pit, he's definitely going to do it. And even if he falls, he's not going to get hurt because he can't injure the guy. Um, and then I'm probably going to say something like Danger Aaron because we're going to need a piggy type person like from Lord of the Flies to to bully a little bit. And I don't want that to be me. And he may be the only person subservient to me. Poor piggy. What did he ever do? <laughs> what did he ever do to you? That's what I want to know. But we don't have time for those questions. We're all business here on the Viva La Bam show. That's not the name of the podcast. Let's go boating. <laughs> Hey, guys, you want to go boating? Get everyone in the boat, the whole fucking family. They have no idea what's about to happen. Don Vito's there, Ape Phil, the jackass, the jackass crew. It's the Viva La Bam crew. Uh, But anyway, I mean, not a lot happens here. They put a life preserver on Vito, one of those big orange ones, just to keep him safe in case he falls. He looks adorable. He He looks looks adorable with that thing on. (laughs) Oh, man, so adorable. There is one thing I find weird. Uh, They they come out from the bay, and they're, they're on their boat. They're having a good time. And then they come up on this island, and uh, as they're coming up on the island, Bam looks at Raekwon, and he says, yeah. what's with the glasses? And Raekwon is wearing these weird glasses, and he just deflects it immediately. It's like he doesn't want to answer that question. He just turns around, look, look, guys, a nuclear power plant on Three Mile Island, uh, which kind of sets up what's about to happen here. But then Bam, he's not going to let him off the hook here. He's like, no, seriously, what's up with those glasses? And then he starts going on about how there's like photons that protect his eyes or something. He uses his science brain because Three Mile Island, there's a nuclear reactor on there. It's melted down before, apparently, or there's been a fire or something like that. But Rake is like a fucking scientist, as we learned earlier on in these recordings. Yeah. And he shows off his science brain, and he's talking about, like you said, Jay, his eyes being protected by photons. I would believe him. Of anyone in that boat, I would trust him. The fact that he's sketched out by Three Mile Island, uh, where the nuclear reactor is, I'm going to go with him and say he probably made the right choice. 
Right on. Chris, uh, you were the science guy at one point. I believe we labeled you the science guy. Do photons only travel? That's not a smart move. He's not. Let's not name him the science guy. He's got the answer. Trust it. Put some trust in him. Listen, listen. Do photons only travel in like a straight line or what's the deal here? Because I mean, I'm just thinking unless a photon only travels in a straight line that those glasses ain't going to be doing shit. Chris, your your comments. Photons are actually uh, they they bounce around a lot. They're very like no this sounds legitimate yeah okay there's actually a word for it they are what volatile molecules i know that holy shit mikey you doubted this guy listen to him yeah because here's the thing here's the thing jake chris is saying all this as though he knows it because that's what he does and i guarantee you if you fact check him it's not true i know him too well (laughs) all right so the worst thing uh, that ever happened to me jay was was uh iphones came out because before then I thought me and Mike would have Mikey, arguments yes, and I'd be able to convince him otherwise. Uh-huh. And the second he got his iPhone, he was the first person I knew that had an iPhone. He would just check everything on the spot and I never won an argument ever again. It was kind of kind of shit. Yeah, the day the... Uh, um, the but to be, to be fair what? about this, guys, photons are quantum particles, which means they don't travel in a straight line. They have a wave. That's exactly a wave what them. I said. No, you said they bounce around a lot. Yeah. What is quantum? And, mean? and you called them a molecule. They're they're particles. No, I said they're they're mole, the molecules of their particles bounce around a lot. I don't think he said that. Somebody the, rewind the, the podcast Chris, and find you, out. Some molecules say tomato, some particles. say tomato. All right, guys, let's fucking move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, let's move on. Let's and, move uh, on to Philigan's Island. Yeah, much like Rake Yawn deflects. Chris, nice deflect there. Let's go back to the show. Three Mile Island what, does have an inactive power plant on it that was shut down due to a core meltdown, uh, 1979, and some gases were released. The government claims there were no fatalities, dot, 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 yet. So, um, But, I mean, right. it, it, if this happened near the town that Phil and um, Don Vito grew oh, up. Oh, shit. I mean. Oh, the dent. Are this you could sure be nothing got Yes. Don Vito is, he's just a, talk about like a science, a scientific miracle or like a, a scientist wet dream, if you will. Uh, I'm sure there's what's, lots what's of things. What's the opposite of a miracle? Could, uh, uh, yeah. A scientific experiment gone wrong. Abomination. I think is what Don Vito is. Abomination. For. There yes. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're about a football field away in from fact, the island In fact, I, I think abomination is a great word for him because he looks like he could be the villain that could take on the Hulk, if I'm being honest. And, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's it's cute, says Ape, the island. She says it's cute. Yes, sure. That's uh, that's one way to describe it, I suppose. But uh, here we go. Let's leave my parents in the radiation zone. Uh, the plan <laughs> begins. I hope they pack some radaways in that bag because they're going to need them. Nice fallout reference. Poison ivy and shit in here, says Don Vito. He's not having it. He's sitting on a tree stump about, you know, I don't know, 50 meters from the shore. So he's... He's like, fuck it. That's enough. I ain't going any further. Yeah, it's it's this whole this whole scene is is fun, especially like I was I was kind of bummed out that I that I heard the title of this episode before watching the episode Ape's Revenge, because I was like, this is a great concept. Leave Ape and Phil on the island and Don Vito and all that. But Ape is she's she's questioning it from the very beginning. She's hesitant, right? Like she's skeptical that they're there for any reason and for good reason, because Nothing is like it seems when Bam Margera is your child uh, and and eventually she starts to uh, uh, rally the troops together for a coup against Bam. Oh, boy. The plot twist. It thickens. Yes. Phil has to take a piss. He goes next to a radioactive barrel. Seems like a good spot as any (laughs) and asks for Ape to come and guard him. Now, this is exactly where it comes out, Mikey. Ape looks right at the camera and says, they're planning to leave us here, right? And I'm thinking the whole time, ah, this is fucking canned, isn't it? They planned all this. They knew this is scripted. It just feels way too scripted. That's my opinion anyway. How how did you guys feel about this? I was thinking exactly what you were thinking. Like, obviously, this is scripted. Until they drove away and Bam yeah. acts like a little fucking child. And he's like, he acts like a I'm going to fucking get you back. I can't believe. Like, his reaction made me actually then think. I have a feeling it actually wasn't planned to go down this way because you see his the wheels in his brain churning. Like, number one, how am I going to make this an episode now? Number two, I can't believe she did this to me. And he gets really fucking petty, which I genuinely think um, shows me at least that it wasn't set up the way that it ended up. I totally agree, Chris. I at first I was like, there's no way. But it, and it not only bans reaction, but apes genuine yeah. motherly reaction of like, 
I'm about to hurt my child. She just has trouble leaving. That's so true. And, and here's here's the, the the kicker. Here's the main reason why I think they didn't plan it. How many chairs did they bring? They brought three chairs. Ape, Phil, Vito, and that's it. If they actually planned to be there, I guarantee you they wouldn't have said anything and there'd be like a couple extra chairs and this and that. Um, True. And, and, and that's it. Oh, yeah. You detective Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I respect your guys' opinions. I do think you're getting worked a little bit, though. I, I, that's okay. just me. That's just me. I, I mean, this is the ongoing debate for this this special foray into the show. It, it just keeps coming up. To what extent are these actually scripted? And because it's MTV, I mean, I know they want to put on a good show and they want to have exciting things happen. It's reality TV. So I, I tend to think they they know, but you guys might be right. There could be an element you know, there. You know what it means? I think the if they did story, do it that right? way... It's yeah, I think they would have left left Vito if they wanted the excitement. Imagine fucking Vito melting down that he got left on a fucking island. <laughs> yeah. It would have been, oh, been that's they true. really dropped the ball on that. I wish they did. Uh, yeah, but it almost and, seems like they realized they got to team up against these fucking youngsters because they, they, they're kind of sick of taking that shit. That's the vibe I get. Mm hmm. I, I love the fact that, first of all, I think I think maybe the most likely situation is one of the producers, because now we know, you know, looking back on the, the history of reality TV, producers basically script every episode, regardless of what people involved know. Maybe one of the producers told Ape what was going to happen and said, this is what you should do. And that's what the episode's going to be. Um, but the funniest part about this is like Vito is such a miserable son of a bitch all the time, especially in these earlier recordings when he probably doesn't realize uh, how how significant the the show is going to be. And therefore, he's going to be a little bit of a, of a of a celebrity. But he's complaining the whole time. And then Ape rallies him and Phil together to get out of there because they were definitely going to get locked on the island. And he's still complaining. Yeah. He's on the boat like, oh, fuck it. I can't do oh, this is bullshit. Blah, blah, blah. Like you just got your whole day saved. Don Vito, and you're still complaining. Is there no making this kid happy? Uh, yeah, hoagie. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, hoagie. never mind. That's the Dude, secret. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're right, Mikey. Like they, he is ape is rallying them to come. But there is a point where he's Vito's taking too long to get there, and she just looks at Phil and goes, "Leave him behind. He's slow and stupid." Yeah. But Phil, <laughs> oh, such a kind heart that big that teddy bear has. He leaves no man behind. He waits for Vito. Right. Uh, so they all get on the boat, and ah, uh, oh, what the hell? Here it comes. Bam realizes the whole crew realizes they're on the boat. Um, they have a bit of a back and forth shouting, you know, across the river with Ape and Bam. And he he says his his most threatening thing that he can come up with in that moment is I have a cell phone. So yeah. it sounds like he's going <laughs> to use it. Um, live it up now, he says, because you're going to be hating it so bad tomorrow when I make my fucking phone call. He says, now, Mikey, let me let me tell you something. How about I give you the finger? And you okay. give me my fucking phone call. Oh, taking a page good ref. Bam Margera taking a taking a page from the. Uh, I give you the Keanu finger. Reeves. You give the, me um, my fucking phone call. The uh, what's Ooh. the name of that movie? The Matrix. Uh, Was it The Devil's Advocate? No, I think you're both oh, it was wrong. The Matrix. No, no, it wasn't the. Ma yeah, it wasn't the Matrix. Yeah, was it? when no. when agent when agent. Uh, thing had him in the first time when he put him in the, the, the little look, cell look look i was trying Before to come you... up i was trying to take a page from last week and come up with like a porn spin on the matrix and i couldn't do it i failed oh. so somebody else either one of you matrix. two or what that would what? be a gay porn no oh i didn't i misheard you i'm sorry okay the gay tricks yes that's that's fine and you can even use tricks as in like turning tricks yeah Ooh. the gay tricks just punching it up but you're right it is it is from the matrix yeah wow Also, no one's mentioned the fact that that uh phil has hamburgers on his shirt again why are we not always talking about that that makes me laugh that, every man. fucking Jeez. time i gotta is start looking still? for that every episode he still does dude i miss and that the funniest thing is is he's way he wears a hamburger shirt like every other episode <laughs> like dude your mtv has a lot of money buy a couple other white shirts if you want i don't know yeah, somebody, somebody, uh, send me a send me a tweet at Jackass Pod. What's your Matrix porn parody? I'm sure there's so many, <laughs> and I'm sure we've missed so many good ones. I just, I, I couldn't do it. I let the show down. I think now it's only fair that we end the show here and we, um, pretend this never happened. Okay. What about Enter My Matrix? Jason uh, you See that? I don't mind that. I would, I'd enter your <laughs> Matrix any day. You just make the call. Uh, listen, we got to get back to things. It's, it's Bam here. He's making his phone call. He's he's 
trying to be like i get like i get what they wanted to do here they wanted to make this exciting like bam's gonna call in a fucking prop plane from a guy and it's gonna be right. like you're playing call of duty and you just fucking you know sending an airstrike and missiles are gonna rain down there's gonna be fucking right. duffel bags of stuff everywhere it's really <laughs> it, it's kind of lackluster they drop off a duffel bag there's like a few things in there when they get it i think there's like a radiation detector they got various supplies yeah they got a geiger counter they've got like a football helmet they've got uh uh yeah it's it's basically like nothing i was thinking there was probably some beer in there or something too but they fucking just hucked it out of an airplane i'm like take is are you allowed to just throw things out of airplanes especially like, by a, a nuclear nuclear reactor site like sure. you yeah. don't think they, there, there might be some flight traffic issues flying around of like a former nuclear site i don't know 100 percent and it wasn't even former. It was operational at the time of this episode's recording. It didn't get shut down until 2019. Oh, I got a good Matrix porn. Sorry. This oh, popped okay. into my head. Finally, it would, a, yes. it, it would be a transsexual porno called Trinity's mm-hmm. Nuts. Trinity's <laughs> Nuts. That's a great one. That's a great one, Chris. Trinity's Nuts. That's Somehow. fucking great. Yeah. I like that. I, I had right to interrupt for that one. I was pretty proud of that one. Yeah. I like it, Chris. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Um, so a few things are happening, though, while they're getting their duffel bag of stuff delivered to them. Ape and Phil are in the living room uh, reading magazines, and Phil is giving Ape a foot rub. So relaxing with, um, you know, the MTV cameras on us. Yeah. Hold on, guys. The boom operator needs to take a dump. Take five, everybody. Take five. Uh I, they're clearly putting it on here for the show, but hey, good on them for playing into it. They love their son very, very much, clearly. They're and they love a paycheck. The they love a paycheck, too. Who doesn't? Uh, but Glom wants to build a half pipe on the island. Yes, they've invited out Tim Glom once again. Seems like this guy's on every episode. and uh, He's the fucking best, man. But he here's is. the thing. Don't, I yeah. don't want to move past this because when Bam, this I couldn't believe this. And remember last episode, how I talked about when Tim Glom is on the phone with like the people, like the trucks, like I need four trucks worth of lights delivered in the band's place right now. And I'm like, I bet you he wasn't even talking to anyone. Pay attention. And this isn't a CGI thing. This isn't a rumor thing. This is actually, uh, and I'll show it in this, in this recording. When Bam is quote unquote talking to Tim on the phone, he's like, he's like, yeah, I need some stuff. Bring it. We're over on the island. I can throw a football at three mile island, whatever. In the background of that shot, you can see Tim Glom's boat pulling up to the island. Oh, I'm really? dead serious. I'm dead serious because the next scene is the same boat coming onto the island and Tim's there with one other person unloading the supplies. So he just like, this is like Grand Theft Auto 5. You just type in the password on your cell phone. Yeah. And then <laughs> and Tim Glom up. just spawns nearby. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. It's good. Uh, he's always ready to go, that motherfucker. He's like the Tim yeah. Allen of the Viva La Bam universe. <laughs> if I don't say so myself, uh, listen, this things, I was hoping things were going to like pick up here or maybe like get a little more exciting, but I feel like this whole episode, especially we're getting to like the halfway point now has been kind of slow moving. Um, but you know, he shows up, they're there. They, uh, they fuck around for a bit. He starts building. I think I'm actually having more fun seeing what Phil and Ape are doing. And that's kind of a testament to how <laughs> slow this episode feels, at least to me. Because meanwhile, we've got Phil eating a massive sandwich in the kitchen. Oh Fucking huge, dude. I almost like, left god my house to Phil. go to the grocery store to build oh, the exact same sandwich. It looked so <sighs> good. I'm so hungry. Oh amazing. my god. You piece of shit, Phil. Look at you eating that fucking sandwich. Yeah, yeah, I see that pickle on your face, you fucking motherfucker. <laughs> he even has the, the U.S. flags in his sandwich. Just give me, this is amazing. Totally unnecessary. Give me some of that sandwich. That looks delicious, though. Um, he threatened you, not me, says Phil, as they speak in the kitchen. Uh, Phil and Ape here. It seems to me like Phil is playing the neutral party, just denying the fact that revenge will also come for him in due time. He's just totally oblivious to it. And we go back to the island now and they've got the ramps complete. So we're going to do some nighttime skating here. What did you guys think of the, the ramp they built? I think it, it looks great, but you're you're you skip past one thing, which I found hilarious oh, when they're when people are starting to get hungry on the island and it, which is right after you see Phil building his enormous sandwich. Uh, uh, Ryan Dunn, the biggest asshole in the world, doing maybe the funniest thing in this episode. He throws the fucking cake into the fire and Rab is so pissed off like this whole episode. My favorite <laughs> through line is that Rab legitimately doesn't want to be there if you look back to the scene where ape and phil are leaving he's like yo like i had plans today like i had to be somewhere <laughs> like a hot date or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. he had to go uh, divorce married, his russian mail order bride yeah exactly 
Um, uh, and then, and then when, when, when Ryan burns the cake, you get like rate coming up, like guys, who the fuck burnt the cake? Like they don't have a lot of food. <laughs> it was so rude, but yeah, that was funny. Uh, uh and in terms of the man. skate ramp, I think it was, it was great. This is Tim being Tim. Like, you know, it, the, the theme of Viva La Bam is just like, put a skate park in it. You know, like, like that episode of Portlandia, put a bird on it. Tim just comes to like, put a skate park in it. Why not? Everything needs a new skate park. <laughs> He sure does. Way to go, Tim. Back at home, it's starting to drizzle real good. Ape says, yes, it's going to rain. Phil, I can only imagine, would reply, no, I meant me. I think it was that big sandwich. I'm pooping, <laughs> Ape. I'm pooping in my pants right now. <laughs> I remember now him saying that. Up. It was a weird line, was a weird, weird change in, in tone to the episode. Hey, but. side note, did you guys notice why, like, why does Phil look dead inside this whole time? Every time we cut back, he's like, he's staring straight forward. No expression on his face, and it's like he's got one of those brain parasites that, uh, you know... Uh, he's got some head crabs. Yeah, head crab. There you go. Thank you. Uh, what's up with Phil? Maybe you know scared what? of Bam's I'm... revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly wonder if... Because, like, every time you see Phil at any other point in any episode of this show or Jackass or the movies, he's having something done to him. Maybe this is just him when he's out of danger. Maybe he's just kind of complacent all the time. (laughs) Well, meanwhile, a ghost appears at the campfire. Oh, no, wait. That's just Don Vito hiding in a sheet. The uh, tactic he uses quite often to lure small children at Halloween parties. (laughs) Um, Look, Vito got sent out to check on the boys. They built a shelter out of plywood, so they're okay. No problems. Nothing. Hey, Vito. They barely built a shelter out of plywood. Yeah, that's a better way to put it. It's basically just like a, a box, um, like four pieces of plywood. Just But here's, here's what up. I don't get about that is like everyone's fucking off. They're all on the like if this is Survivor, the people who go build the shelter, they're like people like those guys. Um, everyone's making fun of Ryan Dunn for trying to help build a shelter. Like, fuck you, Rab. Rab's doing nothing except complaining, and then he starts making fun of Ryan. Except it was hilarious when Ryan's trying to build it, and he's he's measuring the plywood or whatever, and puts it in the fire by mistake. That's why, Chris, I think I think maybe he's not the best carpenter to have around. Um, but Rab gets his comeuppance, and we'll get to that in a little bit. That was the fucking best. Yeah. So. At the point when Don Vito showed up, they put a football helmet on him and, you know, they forced him to start drinking with him. I got to ask you guys, how drunk do you think everybody was at this point? Because it seems like it's pretty late at night. Seems like they're getting a good buzz going. What else would you uh, I do think out they there? Were, I think they were very because there's a there's a conversation that happens between uh, Don Vito and Bam and Bam looks like I think yes. there was the 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 in, in Jackass, the movie when they trap bam in the in the truck with the snake and then he escapes you get to see him like legit blasted drunk and this is one of the only other times when he's like slurring his word and his eyes are going all over the place and he has a beer in his hands and i'm like oh they're all shit-faced because of course they are they've probably been drinking since before they took the boat out in the first place and now it's 2 30 in the morning or whatever it is uh and they're probably just obliterated and then they wake up at 7.30 in the morning, and it's very clear they're incredibly hungover. And then oh, I, yeah. I start thinking about the fact that, like, Glom was skateboarding naked, so he's probably super hungover. He was probably shit-faced at the time that he did that. Uh, and he's got to be the one to, like, really put the plan together to get off the island, and he's probably the most hungover. And anyone, like, if you've ever woken up in a hotel room and you've known that you have, like, a travel day ahead of you, it's the most miserable feeling in the world. And, Chris, I know you know all yep. about that. Oh, yeah. It's literally <laughs> the worst thing. It happens to me almost every time I go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, because I'm usually with you, and that's absolutely the case. Oh, man. I've seen you cry. I've seen you cry in an airport before yeah. because you were so hungover. Yes, I did. <laughs> and, uh, man, just seeing this, like I said, it gave me flashbacks, made me want to cry a little. Flashbacks to, you know, just parties out in the middle of nowhere and some farmer's you know, off some farmer's property. That's what people used to do where I grew up, you know, in the old goth cowboy land. Uh, There would be lots of (laughs) bonfires and shit like this. People sleeping outside, waking up with snot dripping out their nose and just Just like bam, that fucking feeling. If you guys have ever slept outside when it was like rainy or damp, like, oh, you know that feeling. You wake up, you feel like, especially if you've been drinking and you're dehydrated, it's just a wait, bad wait, wait, combination. Wait. He looks so fucking uncomfortable the next morning. Sorry, Chris, what's up? M- Mikey, you said that's the worst. When the fuck have you ever slept outside when it was damp and wet? 
well, A, I've, I've, we used to go camping as kids. B, at music festivals. You'd be oh, amazed at how miserable it yeah. gets when you wake up I know in the you're morning. like, I couldn't imagine you sleeping anywhere without putting on your gloves and your fucking pajamas <laughs> and your night mask and being in your nice comfy bed. So that really, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, you do do the music festival thing. Yeah, yeah dude, yeah. I, I showed up to one music festival in Tennessee. And the worst thing about this, it's Bonnaroo. The worst thing about this music festival is during the day, it's some of the most excruciating heat I've ever experienced and at night it gets like below freezing temperatures it's freezing cold and you just wait you're you're never comfortable you're waking up either sweating or shivering uh and and when when i got out there i realized that my my blow-up mattress didn't have a plug so i had to sleep on the fucking grass it was it was not a good time you know what though chris mikey does fine without the lotions and the gloves out there because he can just take a lot of lsd and go run off into the forest roll around in the mud and you know there's lots of nutrients and minerals in exactly in that shit it's like my so, own face mask it's great yeah he doesn't need it um you'll be fine be, would you guys prefer waking up like this you know snotty and wet to waking up in a tent that's in direct sunlight because i fucking hate that i think it's oh. like one of the worst feelings you know, I, I think that is actually one of the worst feelings and that oh. happens nine times out of 10 on music festivals. God it's damn. just exhausting. It, it feels like you're like you're in an, in like an oven, like literally it feels like you're you, you wake up gasping for breath. Oh, I couldn't handle that. I, I can't sleep in heat like heat kills me. I'd, I'd rather be cold than hot, like obviously with ex- with exception of extreme like cold, but I, I could never sleep like that. That sounds absolutely terrible. All right. All right, I should probably get us back on track. Uh, everybody falls asleep that night, wake up, they're hungover. They're just not having it anymore. They're all ready to go home. They did their 24 hours, or at least we're getting there anyway. Um, they do start up the fire in an attempt to, I can only assume, burn down all of Westchester, because that's a big fucking yeah, fire. Yeah, I can't believe they did. This whole episode is filled with, like, I don't think you're allowed to do yeah. that. I'd be like, I would be the worst person to have on the cast or crew of this movie, because at every corner I'd be like, Guys, I don't know about this one. <laughs> ben would be like, yo, fuck you. Why, why are you here? I'd be like, well, health and safety. Uh, technically, you've got to have one of me around. I, I, I don't want to be a damper on anything, but we really should call and ask whether we should be lighting a fire halfway across the river from uh, Three Mile Island. You shouldn't. Fire safety, kids. Fire safety. It's important. Hey, let's get Ape on the phone and get out of here. Where are you? They say. And she's just playing it like she's playing it cool. She's like, what are you talking about? I don't know. What you- Where are you guys? What are you doing? I haven't seen yeah. you in a while. Who's coming to get us, Abe? I don't, why don't you stay out another night? You're having so much fun with your friends. <laughs> we'll Would you like you to sleep hours. over another night? Yeah, she's just being a dick about it. But she says she'll come pick him up tomorrow. Um, Ape really poking the bear here. And uh, Bam says, wait till the six o'clock news, Ape. Now, here's the thing. Okay, we know something's coming that's going to surprise Ape later in the episode. Fine. Right. How the fuck is this not scripted, guys? If there, you don't have proof, there's your fucking proof. If you're going to get something on the 6 o'clock news, I think you need a little leeway. I think you need a little heads up. You can't just call the morning of and be like, hey, 6 o'clock news? Yeah, I've got a big story for you. Go over to my house right now and let's... Uh, Go see what's happening over there. Like, fine, but on. it didn't actually on, air really? on yeah. the news. No, I, I think that wasn't he had even a real newscaster. Let's be honest. Yeah, how yeah. many fucking yeah. contacts does he have in that phone for every goddamn situation that could possibly arise? Hmm. Need to get something on the six o'clock news? Don't worry, I got a guy for that too. He had a contact him. to get a boat over to drop supplies, but no contact to get a boat to come pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> I, here, here's the thing it, it's i would say having a contact he has like the felix the cat's magic bag of contacts which is a reference that That's maybe only i get where he calls mtv and mtv does whatever the fuck he wants them to do like people forget how powerful mtv would have been at this point in time even though they didn't show up on the six o'clock news i bet you someone at mtv could have arranged for it to happen if, if they really really wanted to but i have a question for you guys I, I was surprised. I'm surprised none of you ha- brought this up yet. During this scene when Bam's talking to Ape, yeah. did you notice anything weird going on in the background? Um, I don't know. No? Okay. 
if you if you can go back and rewatch that i'll obviously show show it during the uh during the uh the episode if and by the way if you're listening to this podcast and you don't know we also do this over on youtube with clips of the episode strewn in it uh and i'll and and if you're curious about this go see it in the background while bam is talking to ape rake yawn in a red like onesie pajamas is doubled over and his ass is being censored and i have no (laughs) idea what's going on why his ass is hanging out he looks miserable and then so i was curious so every other scene in this episode i'm keeping an eye on rake to be like is he just severely hung over and he looks like he's so fucking out of it at one point he like smells his hand and looks revolved like like uh, repulsed and i'm like what what happened to him what happened on the island that we don't know about it's like fucking yellow jackets no one's no one's willing to tell what what, what they actually went through i wonder if there's something in the deleted scenes for that I bet you there I are. I really want to know what his hand smelled like and why, though. That's he I probably that's... rubbed his nuts, did like the nut check. You know, everyone does <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, probably, yeah, probably. You got to do a nut check. I mean, how else are you going to know, right? Uh, yes. So we got good thing we got Glom here, though. He's the legendary builder of boats, after all. Uh, he's going to build us a boat from a log. It's canoe time, boys. So they hollow out this log, and at the count of three, they throw it down a hill to the shore. The boat <laughs> snaps a little bit, kind of cracks up a little bit. But it seems like they're not giving up there. The boat's going in the water. It's glom down there. Now, I had the impression they were all going to get in the canoe, but no. Yeah, same. It's just, bl- it's glom here. Dunn uh, gives him a big sheet of styrofoam. He says, puts it underneath, and then glom climbs on the log, <laughs> on the styrofoam, and finally, all those years of grueling childhood boogie board lessons are going to pay off. <laughs> and uh, off he goes. I can't believe he commits to this. He's so he's like, I'm going to build a boat, and everyone around him is like, Yeah, I don't think you can just use a rotten felled tree to uh, to 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 make a canoe. And they cut it open, and it's like a, a semicircle. Like Tim Glom loves half pipes, and he just cuts the tree in half, and it's like <laughs> looks kind of like a half pipe. And he's like, It'll be a boat too. I get. I don't know. It'll probably work. You put it in the water. Obviously, it doesn't float. But he's like that stubborn dad that has a plan of like, No, trust me, it'll it'll definitely work. And they're like, It's not going to work. And he gets out in the water and it's barely floating and he just commits to it and takes this like half styrofoam half log contraption and floats like fucking far down the river yeah. on this thing I, again i'd be there like this is unsafe we shouldn't be doing this guys how are we getting away with this <laughs> oh man it, it did look so unsafe too because i thought they were just gonna like show him go you know a few f- handful of feet from the shore and then they'd cut away no he fucking yes. just goes out there i'm thinking holy he's shit. gone okay. he's gone the, the river took him. really taking him too eh? exactly it's exactly. okay though you just dial in the, the password and you can just spawn another one so really who cares? <laughs> uh, another tim glom yeah yeah, yeah. It's an infinite supply. Yeah, it's like it's like when you're you're done with your tank in GTA and you're just like you leave it around the corner and you're like, I could run back to it or just like pull your phone out and get another tank there. Yeah. The original Tim Gloms just floating away, like, well, this I thought they were my friends. Actually, to solve their problem, I don't know why they didn't just spawn a hundred Tim Gloms and make a bridge to cross the river. <laughs> yeah, make make, make a bridge out of his corpses. Yeah. <laughs> well, he doesn't have to die. I mean, that's up to him, really. How how long can he hold his breath? That's a good question. Anyway, we will find out. Don't hold your breath for this one because uh, guess what? After the commercial break, they've already got a boat. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> like he's Tim Glom was floating away on the sketchiest looking thing I've ever seen. Uh, and like seconds later, he's back on a boat. Now, I know, I know time could have passed, but it just seems a little convenient is all I'm saying. Well, um, from the time he leaves to the time he gets picked up, I think that was like three extra hours because because it, it, it all starts at like 1230 when when Bam is like, OK, Ape's not coming to get us. And then they don't get picked up until like 430 or something like that. Huh. OK. Well, yeah. It it just it was just funny is all I'm saying like it just seemed yeah. kind of strange but here they are on the boat we're out of here uh, everybody flip hang off the on. island what? hang you're, on you're forgetting Jay. about the best part Jay. about everything you cannot what? gloss over this <laughs> Rab Rab oh okay go ahead well what? Rab come, <laughs> what are you talking about I'm, this I'm is the best you, part of the I'm episode I'm you have the stage I thought it'd be nice <laughs> to let you have the stage. <laughs> Also, well, I might Rab, have somehow missed this, but that's irrelevant. I'm oh, giving oh you a stage. God. Rab, Mr. Miserable, who, who's just been making fun of, of Ryan Dunn for trying to be a good guy and build a shelter all the, the whole time. Because what, what we what we didn't say is after so long of of uh, Rab making fun of Ryan, Ryan pulls out a fire extinguisher, which no one's oh, right. talking about right, right. why they have a fire extinguisher okay. there and sprays Rab. 
after Tim leaves, Rab wakes up finally, and and his it looks like he was just in a boxing match against a bare knuckle brawler. His eyes are puffed out to shit, like he had some battle. <laughs> yeah, like reaction. And the bare knuckle brawler had like bee stingers on his fucking yeah. boxing gloves. <laughs> like he is just fucking swollen. He looks like it, like not even a human. He looks like a child slash man slash. Definitely might get Don Vito there, excited here. <laughs> what? Um, the, it's it's amazing like how bad it looks and how quickly it got to that point and he's immediately blaming ryan he's like this is what you did to me you sprayed me with this and like this is not a bit he's pissed off like he's really pissed off which i get it it's 7 30 you're hungover you're miserable and, and you're now your eyes are popping out of your head well you're having yeah. an allergic reaction panicking <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um And I can't imagine this was at the point like Bam's not thinking, okay, we need a medic with us on the island. They just kind of had to deal with it. And so they do. But every time it shows Rab on on camera, I laughed because he looks so fucking funny and miserable at the same time. Yeah, he looked like he was having a rough time out there. And you guys, yeah. you guys are totally right. That was probably the highlight of the episode. It was the best part. Thank it was you for so not clearly the best part. Gloss over that one. Um, <laughs> so we're out of here. Everybody flip off the island. Yeah, you take that, you dirty hunk of land. Uh, I don't. I guess they really didn't like that island very much. Um, no. So there you go. Uh, Mike Scott from Action News is here to surprise Ape while she's out running some errands. Oh, guys, I, I can't tell you how much I love Action News. You know, action news, that totally legitimate news outlet that exists. (laughs) (laughs) It isn't just like some fabrication of MTV. Uh, Replay the video of what happened. Ape says, what video? I don't know what's going on. The house exploded. Bam, blew up the house. Now, boys, 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 settle down. Can Can we take a moment here? Just sit down, will you? Please help yourself to some cream sandwich cookies and tea. Have you heard of our Lord and Savior CGI technology? Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought this one was real. Did you? You mean it wasn't? <laughs> I mean, come on. This- those graphics, though. The house didn't even splinter or anything while all those explosions were going off. I this was know. the most anticlimactic thing in the world. It was. Bam is really good at fucking with people, and he was pissed off, and this is the best that he was able to come up with. I, I It would use... <clears throat> Chris is really bro- he's really broken up. Yeah. Chris is really <clears throat> upset. He really expected a, a more of a revenge oh, thing. He's my, crying. My nose okay has been cry. plugged this whole episode. It's been like so hard to breathe. I'm just like breathing out of my mouth, and I just lost my voice there. But um, yeah, it sucked. Okay, good. Lost Thanks, my Chris. train of thought. Um, Sorry. <laughs> I here's the thing about this one is I think I'm of two minds of it. A, you got to keep in mind that. CG technology was not great at this point in time. And given that this didn't look awful, apes also watching it on a tiny screen. At first I saw it and I was like, there's no fucking way she thinks this is real. Not a chance because it shows the house exploding. And then the camera that's filming it kind of like shutters or whatever. And then it's filming her on her way back to the, to the house. And I'm like, she's doing this for the camera. But once they start talking, like once she starts talking to bam, she's crying, like she's tearing up. And yeah. it's like, oh shit! Did she actually believe nah. that her house exploded? I, I think. I but then, why so. is she crying? I think she why felt she guilty about leaving her son on the island. And it's really <laughs> that's where the emotions coming from. Because do you think Bam like manipulated her to be like, like, listen, this isn't even just for the show, but like that really bummed me out. I can't believe you did that. And then she oh, did yeah, feel guilty. Maybe. I bet you he seems like the kind of guy who would pull some shit for like that. Sure. I can't believe yeah. he just fucking tackles her. Yeah, yeah. After they they kiss and make up. Yeah. yeah. So like. It's such an aggressive move. I don't know. I guess I used to walk around giving you guys all the fucking the the diamond cutter or the stone cold stunner all the time. To you <laughs> yeah, but we're and, not our mom. Holy right? shit. I did it to mom all the time. You guys used to fucking hate uh, me. Every time you guys turned around a corner, diamond cutter. Bang! No, no, I know that. I remembered hating you. I don't remember you doing it to mom. Probably because you concussed me so many times that I don't remember that age <laughs> growing up. I was going to say the diamond um, cutter is a pretty complex maneuver. I'm impressed that you were able to pull that off, but... The concussions, I don't know. Your technique might need a little work. If you're given concussions, you're doing it wrong. Or right. Or right. You know, or always right. really do it. I, right. I've always um, believed wrestling was real, so. Okay. It is. Well, in that case, Did, did you guys notice the, the uh, Apes PT Cruiser, though, doesn't have any of the modifications on? Oh, so this clearly was filmed quite a bit earlier uh, compared to the last couple episodes. Leave it up to Mikey to notice the minute details of the PT Cruiser. His favorite car ever. It is his favorite car ever. Yeah, as as was it's the best car of all time. It's the best car of all time. <laughs> Man, I don't know. 
seeing that house explode and uh you know burst up into flames was was pretty it, it was hard to watch but i'm still i'm still just in in pieces here from having to see that uh, Larry and Brian cake go in the fire. I think that <laughs> that was the real big loss of this episode. And uh, I'm just hoping Larry and Brian got what you know was coming to them because uh, it looked like a real nice cake, and they they never got to you know eat the cake. They never received the cake. Uh, who knows? There, that might have actually... even ruined the relationship between the Margeras and Larry and Brian. We don't know. Or like we there is know. something potentially really sad about this. Like like you know that whole thing of like what's the saddest story you've ever heard? Uh infants shoes uh brand new never used or something like that. It's like the implication is that the infant died. It's like what if what if Larry and Brian died before their birthday and that's why the cake's still there? Oh shit. I still think it was just a Larry O'Brien mess up, but you guys could- Yeah, you're probably right. It was probably Larry <laughs> O'Brien. <laughs> and on that note, that's the end of the episode. Man, we had fun today, didn't we? Uh, This episode for me personally, and I don't know how you guys feel exactly, but like I said, I don't think it ever got there. Like it felt slow. The midway point, like I said, it was a little slow. There was some good moments, but I don't know. You'd think the concept of leaving someone on an island for 24 hours could have been a lot more exciting or it could have had more twists and turns. I don't know. It didn't really get there for me. How about you guys? I actually liked it. Honestly, I liked the whole thing. I liked the build when when the twist comes in that it's clear that Ape is going to escape. Ape Escape, another great game. Look at all these video game references today. When Ape's going to escape with Phil and Don Vito, um, I was like, I was giddy. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun because as much as you hate the fact that you're stuck on an island, when you know you're stuck on an island... It becomes kind of like cool, like niche, like, ooh, it's like a little mini vacation. Uh, and I, I thought I thought they may get up to a little bit more shenanigans. I agree they should have left Don Vito there because that would have, yeah. as we're finding out, he makes every episode way better. Um, um, uh, but but apart from that, no, I enjoyed the, the beat by beat. I liked the build up. I didn't love the climax because, as you said, Chris, when you when you broke down in tears, Bam's usually a lot better at figuring that stuff out. But uh, otherwise, I, I enjoyed it. I, I like this episode. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't the biggest fan. Didn't really have much for me. I liked it. Like you said, the beginning, I thought we were going to be in for an absolute treat when they did the all switcheroo. Right. To to promise this, the worst revenge ever. And then just to have it be some cheesy CGI that I couldn't imagine anyone believed it. it, it, The crescendo was a huge letdown. So, yeah, yeah, it's that that's that was the, you know, they say they say you remember the first and last things. The middle kind of goes by the wayside and. The, the end of it just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. I get that. Well, guys, what about, uh, I know we promised we were going to start doing this. We got to name an MVP for each episode. And I propose that we also do the the LVP, the least valuable player as well. Don Vito. Uh, <laughs> MVP of this episode. Chris, who's your vote? Um, uh, What's his face? The uh, ramp building guy. Tim Glom. Tim Glom. Tim Glom, sure. I feel like he could Good win pick. he could win MVP of, of every uh of every episode he's in. Jay, what about you? I agree with Tim Glom just because of that boat sequence and going across the river. Uh sketchy as fuck. Good job, Tim Glom. Guys, we are for the first time in the history of this podcast, a unanimous MVP winner of Tim Glom. Woo! Even though he's Woo! not he's not really like a person. You can't really call him MVP because he's not he's not human. We've established he's <laughs> yeah right. He's just a cheat code. Yeah, he's, he's a just cheat a cheat code. code so. Yeah, but he's, if, he, if he's an NPC, most valuable player, is not most valuable person. So it does fit the MVP. That's a good the science well, guy is no, back. I see. But see, this is what I mean, Jay, is he says these things super confidently without realizing that NPC is non-player character. So he isn't a player. He isn't a player then. You just proved yourself wrong, but you said it with confidence. I'm not here to argue semantics with you all day. (laughs) I love his his routine. Chris, your routine is the best. Like, you've got it on lock here. It's try to convince. If convincing does not work and there's resistance, immediately deflect. Deflect and deny. And like rakes glasses, it's bulletproof. You can't get through. I love it. All right. Well, <laughs> what about the loser? What, the loser? what about the LVP? Oh, Mikey, you go. Who's your I'm going to start. Listen, Rab is the loser of this episode uh, because he's miserable. He He's unhappy. What happens to him ends up becoming one of the best parts of the episode. But I think the reason it works so well is because we want to see him punished for being a little bit of a, 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 a meanie in the first parts of the episode. So Rab gets my vote. I'm going Chris, with Don you? Vito. Oh. Um, he didn't get any rewards with food or money, so he's absolutely <laughs> miserable. He had to go on a boat ride to come off the boat, and he got sent out in the middle of the night 
to go deal with them <laughs> at their drunkest time only to come back in the rain. It must have been a shitty, shitty day for him. You know, he didn't get to sleep. He didn't get any rewards. I think he was the big loser. Now, this not a bad point. Jay, what about you? Look, it's obviously always going to be Don Vito as like a as like a standard. That'll never change. Anytime he's sure. on screen, he is the loser. But I will say that for this episode specifically, Don, Don Vito exempt, it's Phil. It's Phil. You know good why? Point. I, I, that, was point. that was my runner-up. That was my runner-up, Jay. That's a really he, good call. He did nothing for me. Yes, he was kind in trying to get Vito on the boat when no one would vouch for him. Okay, you got your act of kindness. You get your little medal there, Phil. But the rest of the episode, he was dead inside. He wasn't giving the camera anything. And then he had the gall to eat that fucking sandwich in front of me. I haven't had lunch yet. I got to look at this shit. Fuck you, Phil. You're the LVP. That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, so three different votes, but each of them, I think, have their own merit. Uh, I like this. I like this little uh, button to the end of the episode. To find us on social media, that's at JackassPod, at Jackass, t- 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 there's a T in there, pod, edit on Instagram, on, on uh, Twitter, on all those good ones. All the good ones. And JackassPod at gmail.com as well. And oh, if you wow. have any questions or anything you want to send through to us, feel free to hit us up, JackassPod at gmail.com. Uh, well, boys, this was fun. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Jackass. And we are what? How many weeks away now? I think as at the time that this comes out, we are a little bit of ahead in our recording schedule. We should be, what, three weeks out? Because we're going to have one episode of Evil Bam uh, to finish off the season. A special episode, which we haven't revealed yet. And then I think we're at the movie. We're, we're getting there. The movie comes out February 4th. February so 4th. holy moly. So yeah. we want to find a way to... We, we want... I think... Should we, should we talk about this on here? I think we should. Because, like, we kind of already established it between the three of us. But we want to try and be... This is our goal, I think, to be the first podcast to have coverage on Jackass forever. So expect something the day the movie comes out from us. Let's say that much. Is that fair? I think I think that's definitely the goal. Uh, and, and we're going to try our hardest to do that. I think Chris and I are planning to see a midnight screening. If there are any, we're just not sure. We're really not sure what's going to happen with the state of lockdowns in Ontario. So we, we may yeah. actually be limited in terms of when we're finally able to see this movie, which is super unfortunate. It's terrible. I want to see this in theaters so badly. So badly. Because we're probably crushing. never going to get another shot to see Jackass in theaters. Yeah, that's a real kicker, right? Like that, That's what we were all looking forward to. And things were actually pretty good at the original release date that year. I- I know. I know. I knew it was going to happen too. Like, I knew come like like you know this time of the year is going to pick up again. But fuck, really pissed me off. Yeah. Well, at the very least, uh, we'll we'll find a way whether we bond together and do a watch the three of us in spirit, maybe a second watch or something, or I, I don't know. We'll find a way. We'll find a way to make it a community activity if we can. And at the very least, if you can't, well. I guess you're shit out of luck. I, I ain't got nothing for you, but I'm going to end the episode now because uh, I am the king, the king of dragging these things out, and uh, <laughs> nobody's going to take that away from me. So until next time, for the final episode of Evil of Bam, bye, I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye, I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye, I'm Mikey Aaronworth, and this has been Jackassed. Press X for Sound audio production.